This conference will now be recorded. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Ann Ortley's Weekly Weather for the week of April 23rd, 2023 to April 30th, 2023. The eclipses are here. The eclipses are here. The skies of change are here. Wild. Things are moving forward very rapidly. Welcome to the eclipse story. I was in Nashville for a wedding for one of my friends and um, with a bunch of other astrologer people, too. So we had a great time and I got in late last night and uh, I went to bed. <laughs> and actually, I'm glad I did because I went to bed and I kind of had this ready, but I was like, oh, I'm just too tired. So then we got up this morning. We're moving around. My assistant Rose was here babysitting Remo while I was in Nashville and, uh, you know, prepped all this and got it ready to roll for this morning. And we had all sorts of exciting changes happen. So the eclipses are here. The skies are moving rapidly. And what we want to know when that's happening is we're up for some really unexpected and, unex and exciting changes. As we remember, Mercury is retrograde. He is also on a world point. So public news, big news, big news. And this week we have Mercury uh, sextiling Mars and we have the Sun sextiling Saturn and we have Mars sextiling Uranus. So we can anticipate lots of action this week, getting things up and going out into the world, changing, shifting, moving things quickly. Very fast moving week, the planets are moving quickly. We also have the moon out of bounds, Venus out of bounds and Mars out of bounds. So with three out of bounds planets, we can anticipate lots of out of bounds things happening. And of course, today, Monday, when I'm recording this, we already had some out of bounds stuff happen. Notice the retrograde, as we mentioned before, he entered a shadow. So the stuff from April 3rd, it's been under discussion. Mercury entered his shadow on April 7th. Now he's gone retrograde as of the 21st. He'll be going direct on May 14th. So now we are going back in time. And remember this 15 degree Taurus, was active last November. So we go back to the eclipses of November, end of October, first week in November, right around the election time, and we see the story come forward. So we know we have a lot going on. We had the Dominion lawsuit settled last week uh, before it went to court. They settled for three quarters of a billion dollars, you know, fair amount of money um, for deception on blaming the voting machines for the uh, election loss, and forward we go. So we go into this energy this week. We have, uh, yesterday, we had Mercury sextile Mars. Now, Mercury and Mars are all about decisions, but Mercury is retrograde. So he's going back and he's thinking about decisions he wants to make. And one of the things we remember with Mars, of course, is Mars is very much in his detriment in Cancer. He doesn't like being in Cancer, but because he's answering to the moon in Gemini, on this particular time, we know we're gonna have two things happen and we know that Mars, the moon and Venus are all out of bounds. So we know that there's some unexpected things that are gonna take place with this and with Mercury here on a world point, sextile to Mars, working cooperative action, Mercury's coming in for a landing, right? Cause Mars is a faster moving planet. So it's what we call a closing sextile. So it's consequences of actions. Mercury, we know words. Mars, we know actions. And so we have, we can expect stuff. And if you um, noticed last week, I did an eclipse series on the eclipses this season where I put in some political charts, um, Biden and Trump and 
uh, Kamala and Dianne Feinstein and, you know, different people in the news because this eclipse is really big and it involved killing off people. Now, we don't necessarily mean you get killed off physically. You can mean that. It can mean just be a fatal aspect, you know, where you're just, it's done, you're finished, you're, it's over now. So we do know these eclipses are very big. They're going to be very dramatic and having taking place as they do as the sun and the moon last week were squaring Pluto in a new sign. Pluto in Aquarius is asking us to work differently than Pluto in Capricorn did. So we're, the rules since 2008 were these. Now Pluto's in Aquarius, the new rules are these. So we're gonna, we understand whenever Pluto changes a sign, he goes, okay, I'm changing the rules now. And everybody goes, what are you changing them to Pluto? So we watch, cause this eclipse is gonna show us how the rules are getting changed. So we see this Mercury sextile Mars aspect going on at the same time. Now, one of the other things that happens, and I do asteroids and I point them out to you often because they're very helpful. You can see little Juno here, little Juno. This is our partnerships. Juno is on the fixed star Algol. Algol is considered one of the meaner stars in the heavens because it represents beheading, losing your head, falling off, you know, uh, you know being beheaded. And so we're going to watch her because Algol is very active because Juno's on it. So the, the star of beheading is being triggered. So we're going to watch for beheadings to happen. And with the planets in Gemini out of bounds, Mars and Moon and Venus, we can anticipate at least two, maybe more. And the universe is going to want to strike a balance. It's, it's an interesting energy because Gemini goes, well, it could be this or it could be that. You know, when... When Dorothy got to the road part with the Wizard of Oz and the Scarecrows at the crossroad where the yellow brick road divides, she goes, well, we could go this way or that way. And he goes, well, some people go left and some people go right. It's totally okay. You get to decide. And so we're at this big crossroads and we see with this energy, Jupiter here is also on the, um, uh, Jupiter is also on Eris, the goddess of discord. And so Eris, the goddess of discord, Jupiter is communications, writing, the press, it's legal matters. You know, we see a lot of those areas kind of up in fire. And we remember from the eclipse last week that that sun and moon were right there with the Jupiter Eris. So we understand that Eris, the goddess of discord, is going to be stirring the pot a bit. And we also have the square from Pallas Athena in Cancer, answering to the moon in Gemini. So Pallas Athena has two strategies, two approaches, two ways of thinking about things. Then we look at Air, Jupiter conjunct Eris, which happens also on Sunday, and we can see that conjunction is down here, and it goes, okay, this is the new, the new structure. This is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to go forward. And so there's an energy of change and transformation in the sky. And Jupiter and Eris, remember Jupiter is our good guy, but when he hangs out with Eris, the goddess of discord, there can be some unexpected consequences because Eris goes, hey, you need to do this. And Eris was part of the Me Too movement back when we had her squaring Pluto five times. We had the whole Me Too movement come into four. And of course, she's the one that shows up and she challenges the patriarchy. So there's an energy there of how is the patriarchy working for you and do we need to challenge it? And of course, Jupiter Eris certainly would be the lawsuit with the Dominion voting, but just look at all the information about law and news and how things are proceeding. And just remember, skies are fast. This is one of those times where you really just wanna take notes on what happens 
because Mercury is retrograde. It's still going to change. Even though it's retrograde, it's bringing stuff up, but it's also activating things that we know can shift in a little bit, and we'll see what those shifts are. So one of the things that happens this week that runs from April 24th, first thing in the morning, Monday morning, through April 27th is Venus in Gemini is out of bounds and she's forming a hammer of Thor in the sky. And she has a hammer of Thor with Pluto on Monday. And then she has a hammer of Thor with the South Node on the 27th. But you can see that little hammer there. This is what a hammer of Thor looks like. So Venus is forming this hammer. And we know when Venus forms her hammer, bang, bang. And we know with Gemini doubles, there'll be two of everything. So this day, this week, if something happens, look for an equal and opposite thing to happen on the other side or part one, part two, because you're not going to get away with just one. You're going to have two events take place, two things shift, two things change. Next up, we have the sun entering the node of fate on Monday morning, bright and early at seven. Now, this technically triggers the eclipse, even though the eclipse happened a couple days ago when the sun and moon met up, when the sun comes to whack the node and dives into the node of fate, it says, okay, I'm activating you now. So we know the sun is coming and activating the node and that's gonna, that's gonna trigger it. And then right behind it, Vesta comes and dives into the node of fate. Vesta is the home and hearth. Vesta is in the house of community and groups in the charts cast for Washington, DC. So we're going to see people leaving their homes and hearths and a lot of people are divorcing or separating or moving or knowing they need to move on. Uh, Rose is here with her boyfriend, Jesus, and he was saying, I'm on Facebook and all these people are getting terminated. I'm like, well, it's the day of beheadings. You know, there's a lot of people being beheaded today because Juno, the partnership you had, Elgol's on it and she's cutting off their heads and saying they're done. And of course, you know, I got up this morning, did a lot of stuff, and I'm here doing the podcast. And in the time that that happened, we got news that Don Lemon was given notice. He's no longer working with CNN. And so we see the eclipse. Now we know last fall, Don got in a little trouble uh, for some sexist remarks. And on April 5th, I believe, Variety published some stuff. And he also lost his nightly TV show on CNN and got moved to the mornings. And so here we see Juno. There she is, 2533. Remember, she's on Algol. She's on Don's North Node of Fate. See it there? His progressed North Node, 2525. See Juno there, 2533. So we see, boom, there it is. So this is the time he tweeted out. We don't have a time for Don. He is born uh, March 1st, 1966, 12 p.m. in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And um, so for the time he sent out the tweet that I was just fired by CNN, which was a few minutes before his compadre on the other side, if we say CNN is more democratic and Fox News is more GOP, um, Tucker Carlson got the boot too. So we see here Saturn at the top of Don's chart, which suggests a rising up. We see Black Moon Lilith there. So Black Moon Lilith, of course, didn't want to be subservient to things. We also see <clears throat> down here, he has that out of bounds Mars on Vesta, the home and hearth. And today the moon is on his progressed Jupiter. We don't have a moon for him because we don't have a birth time, but notice the moon lines up very nicely with his moon Vesta on Vesta, the home and hearth on the same day, the sun and the North node 
uh, we're on joined on Vesta on the North Node. So Don gets to go find a new home uh, somewhere else because he's not going to be working at CNN any longer. But most importantly, that Venus in Gemini here rules that North Node. Uh, and J Juno on that North Node is the beheading. I mean, literally, astrology, you can't make it up. This is why I love it. Sometimes I don't love it. But we also see Pluto here on the Venus, right? So this is a major turning point for him in terms of his life, his career, and his direction and where he's going. And again, we're not working with the time chart, but we can see, boom, those aspects happening. However, we do have a time chart for Tucker Carlson, and he was born on May 16th, 1969 at 10.07 a.m. in San Francisco. And again, we see Tucker actually literally has the sun on Elgol. 2538 and El Juno there is 2532. So Juno came to his son and he got beheaded and they announced Friday was his last broadcast. So he's not even going to get to say goodbye to us from at least from Fox News. But we also see the um, the uh, the energy here where he has the Vesta Mercury joined. Right. So Vesta is very activated. And a couple days ago, excuse me, I've got a, I've got my eclipse cold. Venus was on that point. So Friday was his last broadcast, which Venus would have been sitting on that point then. So we see him being beheaded too. Uh, and we also see in the sky, he's about to have, he's in a balsamic phase. You can see that progressed moon comes into his sun in about two months, two and a half months from now. So we'll find out where he ends up two and a half months from now. But also, if you think of Tucker, you know, in terms of his, you know, his show, he did a lot of beheading on that show. Um, and that's OK. He's got the sun on Algol. That's his job. You know, we don't want to uh, we want everybody to do their charts to the best of their ability. And even though I totally don't agree with anything he says, the guy did his chart. Got to love him. Everybody has a chart for a reason, a purpose, a point. He also has Neptune here on the north node. So one would suggest he probably did not see it coming. Um, especially because he didn't get it, they didn't give him a chance to say goodbye. Uh, and we also see here progressed Mars is sextile to Pluto in the seventh. Um, of course, we don't know what went on behind the scenes during the Dominion um, voting story, but we do see this transiting Pluto is trying to his Uranus, which is unexpected changes and separations and adjustments. And we see that the Jupiter there is there and we also see Ceres here on the south node now Ceres, interestingly in the third house which is your communication house on the south node says communication is leaving because you know it's how we work how we create what we do so that energy of Ceres on that south node is a, a leaving of communication and of course the gemini venus out of bounds back to that hammer of thor there where she says i'm taking out two of them Venus is a lovely planet when she's happy, but when she's crabby, not so much. And she is ruling the North Node. So she has her plans. She has her she has her list. And you want to watch because it's going to happen in doubles in your life, too. And I had somebody write me, you know, my God, two people, two completely different people, different parts of her family dropped dead of a heart attack within like a day of each other. I'm like, it's a double it's a double eclipse because Venus rules that North Node. Things are going to happen in twos. Um, and so here we had two prominent newscasters, um, basically Al Gold, you know, and that's that fixed star Al Gold. She's she's kind of fun. I mean, you know, I'm always careful when I ask about her, though, because she does have 
she does have a sudden un unexpected energy of, okay, that's over. And you go, yeah, it is. Now, Tucker uh, is going to have the progressed moon coming to the sun. So balsamic phase is a releasing phase. And he also has the moon here. Uh, there, that's going to be in about five months. But he also, his midheaven went into Gemini about 10, 10 months ago, 11 months ago. And remember, when the midheaven goes into Gemini, whereas Taurus, you're kind of reliably producing, when your midheaven shifts into Gemini, instead of being viewed as Venus anymore, which he was, now he's viewed as Mercury. And so Mercury has a slightly different energy to him. And his natal Mercury here is in Gemini, but his progressed Mercury is in Cancer. So we're going to watch that Mercury because Mercury is in its detriment in Gemini. So this is one of those things when we look at our progressions in our charts, we can often see shifts in the way we were, the way we were perceived versus how we're perceived now. And certainly all his text messages that were released as part of the Dominion lawsuit over the past few months have been, you know, part of the reason Fox had to spend, um, you know, three quarters of a billion dollars to make Dominion settle. So we'll see what happens. And we also see here Saturn and Pisces opposite the Ascendant in Virgo. So there's an energy there of, okay, this is how we're going to handle it. It'd be interesting to see what happens with the other hosts on Fox News. But as the news broke this morning and I said something to Rose and Jesus, Jesus goes, heads will roll. I'm like, well, yeah, literally Uranus, you know, uh, Juno is sitting right there on top of um, on top of these planets saying, okay, we're, our relationship is finished now. Bye-bye. And we do have the sun in Vesta on a north node saying, go find a new home. So we know this aspect is very active this week. That finger of that hammer of Thor runs through the end of the week. So we're going to watch other people go. So hang on. It's a busy week in the world. Next up, we have the sun sextiling Saturn, which happens on Tuesday. And that's very much about, that's a nice opening sextile. The sun is in an opening sextile to Saturn and trying to say, okay, this is what we're going to do. And then right behind it, Vesta is going to sextile Saturn. So again, you know, nobody's dead. They're just getting a new home and, you know, life moves on. We'll be okay. So the other piece of it with Pluto on the top of the chart for this one, this has got a lot of energy around, okay, how are we going to adjust this as that sun sextiles? <coughs> the sun is in what we call an opening sextile to Saturn. Um, and it wants to establish a new home, a new environment, build something. And we still have Mercury on the world point. Mercury is stationed on the world point, which is 15 of the fixed. So lots and lots of news this week, especially because Mercury is retrograde. And it's not that they, the decisions haven't been thought of before, but it also means now that they're now they're going to take action on them because Mercury's in an Earth sign. It wants to do something practical. I talked about that a bit in last week's podcast and also in the eclipse um, thing I the YouTube eclipse thing I did on Clarence Thomas and some of the other people that are in the news. Uh, next up we have Mars sextiling Uranus. Now this one's a fun one. Um, Mars is in Cancer, still out of bounds, sextiling our lovely little Uranus here in Taurus. And Uranus is like, okay, like, what are we doing? Where are we going? And so this is a on the road again energy. Because the moon is in Virgo, this has got a lot of technicality to it. And because the chart is rising, Virgo rising, this one's got a very strong health component to it. So if you've got some health aspects, that's going to happen on Saturday 
when the Mars sextiles Uranus. Sudden changes in health matters, sudden changes in health issues, because remember the eclipses are really positioning us for the next 20 years. This is the first new moon after Pluto went into Aquarius. So we're getting a hint of what this next chapter is gonna look like and you wanna just kind of watch and go, wow, okay. Now remember when we're looking here, we also see that Mercury, the moon is quincunx to Pluto, right? So quincunxes often have a quality of making us have to do things um, adjust some way. And this is a psychological adjustment. So Pluto in, in, in Libra, or I'm sorry, Pluto in Aquarius is encouraging Moon to make a psychological adjustment to things in terms of the approach it takes. And that's part of what we want to do with eclipses. We want to kind of honor that their purpose is to migrate us and move us into a new position, a new direction. The sun and the moon meeting up on the node of fate really encourage us to step forward and go in this new space. And they invite us, they compel us, they push us, sometimes they fire us. But the idea is we're moving in a new way. And so that's the part to remember, even if it feels a little bumpy and even if it feels a little um, stressed. Because we also have Venus here in Gemini. Again, Gemini, Gemini, Venus is out of bounds. Um, doubles, out of bounds can be home runs. They can also be line drives into the stands. And um, they take you know, blood and guts and they carry out of the game. So Tucker got carried out, Don Lemon got carried out, uh, and that was it. They're gone. You don't see them again. I mean, you know, they're on the social media, but they're not getting on their channels again. So it's a it's an interesting energy of departure and endings and finishings. Um, we also have this week uh, the daily stuff, which is kind of straightforward, not a lot, a lot of activity, because that hammer of Thor is swinging. And remember, I talk about those hammers, and I'm always respectful because they're beautiful. They can make beautiful jewelry, they can play music, they can do fabulous things, but they also can take out. And so the hammer is swinging. You got planets on those points. Uh, watch. Okay, so the sun is going this week from uh, three Taurus to eight, nine Taurus. And at the end of the week, it does have a sesquiquadrate to Ceres, which I didn't put up. But it is going to have the adjustment energy that we're seeing today as the sun hits that north node, changes, changes, um, and off we go. And I think Don Lemon, they said it was 17 years, which is, an, he's 14 years at CNN, I believe, which is a Saturn opposition. I didn't see how long Tucker was there. Um, so we also look at those bigger cycles. Um, April 23rd, which was yesterday, Mercury sextiled Mars. So the decisions were made. Mercury's on the world point. And then today, uh, April 24th, Mercury is in a semi-sextile to Venus. So I think it probably was a bit of a surprise. And then Mercury has a, a, a nice, um, she's not moving, Mercury is not moving very fast. So it's only 14, 15 this week. Moving backwards, goes back to 14. And Mercury is in a quintile to Pallas Athena on the 24th. So lots of um, looking at things. And then Mercury is also parallel Uranus, and that's going to happen on the 29th. Now, parallels are integration points. They're not necessarily public, but those are when people integrate things. So Mercury is very slow, 1415. Remember, when Mercury is retrograde, your ghosts want to come back too. So make sure to talk to them if they show up. Or if they don't show up, think about them. You know, if you find yourself reminiscing about something. So I was somebody was on my mind and I wrote them because I knew they were having surgery. 
and they were like, no, my surgery is later in the month. They said, well, it's funny, you were really on my mind. And then I got why they were on their mind. So that's also a good thing to do today, tomorrow, this week. If people, you're thinking about people you haven't seen in a while, you know, get on the social media, check them out, uh, drop them a note, give them a call. This is a time to connect in with folks that are, um, that are part of your memory, part of your story, because eclipses ask us to look at the moon and the sun, the dance of the soul. The moon is where you came in, what you're holding emotionally, what your history is, what your memories are, and the sun is where we're going. And so when the two of them meet up on note of fate, they say, that was your memory, that was your history, that's where you were. Now we're going in a new direction. Oh, by the way, the sun's on Vesta, so you're changing your housing too, or your workspace, or your car, or your direction. Forward we go. Venus this week is moving from 15 Gemini to 22 Gemini. So all the planets between 15 and 22 will be activated in your chart when we get to the 27th. She finishes that hammer of Thor around two o'clock in the afternoon on the 27th. And she started it at eight in the morning, this Monday morning, the 24th. So we saw the hammer, boom, boom, with Don and Tucker. And now we'll watch what happens the rest of the week. She's not doing a lot of other stuff. She's just kind of knocking people around. So, you know, and Venus, when she does it, she's, you know, she's kind of kind of gracious. Uh, Mars this week, running from 15 to 19. Um, he does not have a lot. He has a health aspect today with Pluto. And then he has a square to Chiron uh, on, the, on the 27th. So that's a whole, um, that's when we get the scoop about what actually went on, or, you know, from informed sources. But Mars square Chiron also is um, an energy of wanting to take action, needing to take action around wounding. And, uh, you know, when you pay three quarters of a billion dollars, you know, somebody's head's going to roll. We'll see if anybody else rolls. And then also with, with Don, with whatever was going on with him last fall when he got demoted, um, not demoted, he got moved off the evening to the morning show because they didn't present it as a demotion, but he went from his own show to a group show. Um, which is a change in status. Uh, so anyway, right now we see the final part. So remember, think back what was going on for you October, November, because that story wants to wrap up too. Um, Mars is also in a quintile to Vesta on the 29th, which provides a new home. And it has this lovely sextile to Uranus uh, on the same day. So Mars is sextiling Uranus and Mars is quintiling Vesta. So there's a movement forward. Jupiter this week is not doing much, but it did meet up with Eris, the goddess of discord on Sunday. And we saw the discord roll. And of course, Jupiter rules the press. Uh, he rules press and communications, public relations, all that. We also, this week, Saturn's going slow. He's at five. He has a sextile to Vesta too. That's going to happen on the 26th. Not too major, but, you know, in terms of shifting and moving. And then uh, Neptune this week is at 26 of Pisces. And she has a sextile to Juno, the planet of beheading, and the planet that's currently on the asteroid of beheading. And also she has a to Pallas Athena. So there's a kind of a strategic approach, like, is you know, almost pull the Band-Aid off quick because we got to do this and move on. And as we mentioned before, Vesta hitting that north node on the 24th. So I had looked at this week and thought, oh, not much going on. And then, but I was busy and I didn't, I had the wedding and then this morning, boom, boom. I'm like, oh, wow, that's fun. Um, so, hey, sometimes there's a reason for the show being a little bit delayed. Okay, so then this week we look at the new moon. Um, the moon is in Gemini the 23rd. 
The 24th, it went void at 8.15. It's void until 3 o'clock this afternoon, East Coast time, 2.58. Then it goes into Cancer. The moon's in Cancer the 24th, the 25th, the 26th, going void at 7.41 p.m. with a trine to Neptune. So moon trine Neptune is light, nice, juicy, dreamy kind of energy. Then the moon is void 7.31 p.m. on Wednesday night until 2.30 in the morning on Thursday. When it enters Leo, it's in Leo on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, going void at 6.53 a.m. And then it enters Virgo at 2.59 p.m. at 3 o'clock, right? So there's an energy there of shifting and taking place and moving forward. So that's a forward. And then, the you know, in the closing aspect that the moon has at 6.50, the moon's in Leo, trines the Jupiter and Aries, right? And then the moon goes into Virgo uh, Tuesday, Saturday afternoon. It's in Virgo Saturday, Sunday, the 30th, Monday, the 1st. It goes void um, at 7.53 p.m. And it goes void with an opposition to Neptune. Think of it, moon and Virgo opposite Neptune and Pisces. Uh, Pluto is stationing next Monday. So we're going to feel the station of him. Um, it, he stations uh, at 1.09 p.m. on Monday afternoon. Um, so we're going to feel the station the five days before, which are, you know, starting Wednesday, the 26th, through Saturday, the 6th of May. So we do know that this Pluto stations in the middle of this eclipse period. And of course, he's on his new degree and right? he's in his new sign. So he's setting up a lot of stuff between now and the first of may and then he goes backwards and then he gets back there again in january and he says okay now we're going forth forward not a lot of tough days today the hard one looks to be the 28th um and then a lot of working aspects on the 25th on tuesday the 25th and adjusting aspects on the 29th so those are kind of adjusting energies. But basically, the moon aspects are nice this week. So you should find it easy and flowing and positive. Um, in terms of the webinar, we have the webinar up there for the eclipse. Feel free to buy it if you want. It's on the website. We recorded it <coughs> on the um, 17th. And also, I did do a new moon um, YouTube, new moon eclipse season YouTube with prominent people how the eclipse hit of course i didn't have tucker or don lemon so hey keep watching you know we're going to watch who else shows up in the news we also have if you go out and look right now the moon looks like this in the sky so it's very cool i was coming home last night uh, you know jesus and rose picked me up at the airport we were driving across and the moon was just really pretty up there you know so watch her and also this is the lyrid lyra meteorite showers they're in the I believe the southwest corner so it's definitely good to look look for them sign up for a cupful of stars you would have heard me say somebody you know juno's on the world point on uh al gold today somebody's getting beheaded you know this morning when you got your cup of stars and then we found out it was don and tucker intentions out there you can get it my next public appearance will be uh may 25th to the 29th at the norwak conference the 39th annual Norwalk. It is a hybrid, so you can do it in uh, on online. I believe all the in-person tickets have been sold out. Not positive, but I'm, they were really low the last time I checked. Um, so it's a great conference. I'll be presenting a couple times there. 
And then, of course, Astrology, Consciousness, and the Great Shift at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, the weekend of 4th of July, but just the first two days, July 30th, June 30th, July 1st and 2nd, where I'll be with Rick Levine, Lynn Bell, Maurice Fernandez, and Rachel Lang. So I wish you all a great week. And um, I'm kind of glad that, you know, this got posted a little late. I know it's a little, you know, it's like, oh, wow, look at the news. Because I was looking at it going, I don't know, it's kind of a quiet week. But I think we started it off with a bang. And I think I'm going to look at that hammer of Thor that Venus is swinging with a little bit of respect. So she's swinging it through the 27th. So we'll see what happens. Have a great one and happy weekly weather. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.